The Owner's Box is part of the In The Money Podcast Network. You can always log on to inthemoneypodcast.com where you can follow along. You can subscribe to the free newsletter. And not only do you have the Owner's Box, but also shows such as the Players Podcast, JK Plus One, The Matt Vernier Show, Red Board Rewind, Nick Luck Daily, Talk Racing to Me, In the Ring with Acacia Courtney, and Off Track with Maggie. So lots of great things to listen to. Just head over to inthemoneypodcast.com. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me from all the way in Saudi Arabia, Michelle Yu. That's right. I am. <laughs> you didn't say from parts unknown. I know. Well, I was going to do that, but I'm just so excited. And I know it's late at night there, and I know you're getting ready to go to sleep. So, um, but that's awesome. How's it going? Oh, it's really good. We, um, I got here like t- early Tuesday morning, like four thirty Tuesday morning. And, uh, then I like hung around all day studying and then today, um, we did the draw for the Red Sea, the Longines Red Sea Turf and the Saudi Cup. And then we had like a little speaker at the Irish Embassy. And I just got back. And tomorrow morning, we have breakfast with the stars at 530 in the morning. So like, wow. it's been busy. You've been busy, but I'm sure everybody loves you as always. And you're doing a fantastic job. Let's, you know, let's dive. We have a great show. First of all, um, Tim Cohen's going to join us. Uh, Rancho Temescal, uh, Red Baron Barn, obviously um, had some tragedy earlier in this year or late last year with his father's passing, who was very, very involved in thoroughbred racing. And now Tim is starting what sounds like his own syndicate or partnership. We're going to find out all about that coming up. But before we do that, pa- let's... It's going to be a partnership based on euros. That's the yeah. whole key, right? So it makes I think... it different than other partnerships. Yeah, let's. we're going to find out all about it when we talk to Tim. But for now, let's get to three things of note. And I imagine we're going to talk a lot of Saudi Cup because Santa Anita just canceled for the entire weekend. Okay, well, I wasn't even going to do like a big thing on Saudi Cup, but we, we will now that Santa Anita's canceled. <laughs> um, so my First thing of note is that Steve Asmussen hit 10,000 wins on uh, February 20th over at Oakland Park. His first win came in 1986 at Riodosa. And wow. I mean, where were you in 1986? I was four years old. So I was in La Petite. No, I don't know what preschool I went to. That was my brother went to La Petite. I don't know. I was at preschool. That's awesome. Preschool. Doing something. Little Michelle, you. But, I bet you were really cute. <laughs> Oh, I had a bowl haircut. I, my face looks very similar, but I had my mom legitimately cut my hair with a bowl. Is there any way that you could put the, a photo of that on the Twitter feed for at Ona Horse? You know what? I I can like next week when okay, I get home. Week. I don't we'll have do one. Here. Okay. All right. Well, listen. Congratulations okay. to Steve Asmussen, his entire team. I texted him, and he said very proud of the team. So. um it's a it's a huge accomplishment. Obviously, he's the all time leader in wins, and he continues to grow. And th- there's no stopping 10, Steve Asmussen. There's no stopping him. I, Just got to get that Derby win. I think that the like next highest was uh, someone that he passed earlier, and they're in the nine thousands. But like the next closest active trainer, if I'm not mistaken, is Jerry Hollendorfer, and he's in like the high seven thousand. Wow. How many does Ryan Hansen? Right. Have? 
uh, I don't know, like 200. I have no idea. <laughs> we love Ryan. All right. I mean, to congratulations. Be fair, we started off with one horse and we had less uh, than very two fair. Like very fair. Very fair. Congrats uh, to the Asmussen team. And, well, I'm glad that you mentioned his help because I want to mention them specifically Scott Blasey and Darren Fleming. They've been with him for a long time. I worked for Steve. I worked for Scott. And I'm really proud to have been a part of this operation. Obviously, I had like no say on winning horses. What did you um, do? They, I did uh, like therapies for some of the horses. So like now we use MagnaWave and stuff. But at the time, uh, Jess Jess Jackson had bought these gloves. Hmm. Oh, crap! Who used them? This like football player used them. And they were like a electromagnetic type thing. And so like I did therapy with that. I did like the little shake plates. I did the blanketing. I held horses for nebulizing. And then when owners would come, I would like take them to the track to see their horses when they were working and stuff like that. Sounds like just an all around great job for Michelle. You. What year was that? Yeah, yeah. Um, years? The year we had Curlin. Curlin. 2008, maybe seven or eight, somewhere around there. Oh. Very cool. Okay. Um, also, I want to mention that Park was so. Wait, 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 Michelle, you, you, um, you are. Michelle, you're cutting in and out a little bit from the Saudi feed. So start over with that. You wanted to mention because it didn't come through. Okay. Sorry. Um, so Oakland Park was so pleased that he broke the record at Oakland. They've actually decided to do a ten thousand dollar donation in Steve's name. Part of that to the Arkansas Thoroughbred Rehab Center, and fifty percent of that to the PDJF. Very nice, thank you, Oakland Park, Mr. I Sella. Cool. I think that's mm-hmm. very cool. Okay, what's uh, point number okay, two? My next point number two is that Monomoy Girl had her very first baby, <laughs> and it is a bloody cute little intimishif colt. I can't tell because the pictures I've seen, I can't see his legs. I can't tell if he's chestnut or bay. He looks chestnut, but I'm not guaranteeing that. Yeah. He's got a big old white intimishif face. He's, he's so cute. He is very cute. I'm going to give you this one. He is really, really cute. Right? With his yeah. little, I mean, his little blade. It's so, this time he's of year that. is crazy with these cute videos and pictures that people are posting on all their social media. I saw uh, Bo Liam had his first baby for Airdrie, and it, it's just like one is cuter than the next. It's pretty amazing that these horses are going to be our next, you know, our future stars in our sport. I love it. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then my third thing of note is as we are getting closer to Derby, uh, Bob Baffer, as we know, is suspended from running horses at Churchill Downs. Yeah. They tried an injunction. It did not work. And the horses had to be transferred by the end of this month for them to be eligible to earn Derby points. So that transfer has taken place. So we have several horses with Tim Yachtin, which we saw last year, including Taba, also Brittany Russell picking up a horse. Um, they've got horses nominated all over, uh, you know, Santa yep. Anita, Oakland, and uh, over in New York. So we do have those horses being distributed for, you know, the, at least the foreseeable future. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. They had to do it. I, I thought, okay. I kind of thought for a second, and we have had, uh, you know, we had Tom Ryan on the show. I kind of thought for a second they might just say, fuck it. Bypass. And just say, we're not going to run in the Derby and we're going to run in the Preakness and the Belmont and the Travers. And, you know, and just, I thought they were going to make a statement. I I just had a sneaking suspicion. I was absolutely wrong. I I thought, I thought you were right, Billy. I thought that they were going to do that because, but what it comes down to is like, 
maybe there's a chance that Tom Ryan would have done that, but it is a partnership. True. So you have to think about like if if you know who do you use Phil a lot? Phil said, oh, they can't they can't run Phil at Santa Anita right now. Like, right. You know, for X amount of time, you'd probably just be like, okay, we're gonna hang out with Phil and that's it. But your partners might put some pressure on Absolutely. you if you're gonna miss like no, the big tap with new yeah. grades. Yeah. Right? No, it makes a lot of sense. So, Makes a lot of sense. All right, let's talk really um, quick because, Michelle, I know everybody listening wants to get here from Tim Cohen about this new partnership. Um, but let's talk quick about the Saudi Cup because it's we're going to – this is going to air tomorrow, Thursday. Everything will be out. Were there any <coughs> interesting entries or post positions or anything we should know about? I mean, there was not – there was no surprise entries. There wasn't like anybody that passed the entry box we didn't know about because everybody had had to declare. So we knew who was entering the race. Um, I think that it was very interesting that the Japanese in the Saudi Cup itself, we have six Japanese horses in there. And Pantalasa drew the oh. rail trip, and he wants to be on the front. He's a turf horse coming over to dirt, and he's very quick, and he still has punch at the end. Okay. Well, right outside of him in fall two is where Taba drew. Okay. So it's, it's going to be interesting from a pace standpoint. Them. I also thought that Emblem Road drew very, very well. He drew um, towards the outside, and he's a horse that if you watch all his races back, he runs. He loves like the middle of the track, right? He wants to go out yep. and have a hot dog and be all by himself. So <laughs> do they have hot I think dogs overall, there? He drew himself a. Excellent question. I've never eaten like on on the track side. Okay. We get catering. So, so Emblem Road probably will not get a hot dog. Is there um is there one horse that you've seen or that you've heard discussed or drew well that you kind of like that you could give out? I know we're not a handicapping show, and I know you get very angry at this. That you could give out right <laughs> now for Saturday's Saudi Cup. I mean, unfortunately, I haven't been to the track in the mornings yet um, because I got here one morning and then this morning I didn't go. We do go tomorrow morning, so maybe this will be updated. But I thought just looking at them that uh, Pantalasa was interesting from the Japanese contingent, and we saw them do extremely well last year. They won uh, so many races. I think they won six of the races last year. But Emblem Road, I liked him on pedigree last year. I just think he's drawn really beautifully here, and he seems to have such an affinity for this track. So if you like him back, like I don't blame you. Okay. His stable mate, though, is where I'm going to go with this, Billy. Who is it? Scotland, Scotland Yard. Okay. Scotland Yard. Yep. He is a quality road. If you look at all the horses that win races here, including Emblem Road, they are there's a vast majority, for some reason, sired by quality road. The offspring just seem to have an affinity for the track. Interesting. This horse likes to be more forwardly placed than his stable mate. He couldn't break his maiden in the U.S. They brought him here. He broke his maiden by open lengths. He came on to win a stakes race and is next out by eight, and then he won a grade one by ten. Hmm. He looks fantastic when he runs. Um, he is very reminiscent to me then in, in that instance of Taba because Taba obviously broke his maiden and then won a grade one. So you know how I feel like, about okay, Taba. Leapfrogged, I know he's just leapfrogged into this like crazy situation where we've had like a local win last year, and like maybe the trainer can double up with this horse who all of a sudden is just on the scene winning races the right way. If he's like double digits or higher, I'm I'm for sure placing a bet. Okay, very fair. Um, good reporting. We miss you down here in SoCal, but you're not going to miss anything this weekend. You picked the perfect weekend to go away since there's no racing, as we mentioned, at Santa Anita this weekend due to the storm that's supposed to hit any minute. And uh, let's take a quick break. 
uh, we'll get to a, a quick ad. Can I, can I just yeah. mention the storm real quick? Yeah. I, I obviously am not there, like you said, and so I haven't seen what the weather's like. I spoke with my mom, and she said it's crazy windy, but I did see multiple postings on Twitter from weather people and stuff saying that this was one of the most intense and craziest storm systems they've seen in Southern California ever. Wow. I can't wait for the um, the news. Stormwatch 2023. Right. That is this like going to be like like uh, Carmageddon, Carmageddon where no one leaves their house because it's going to be so bad? <laughs> that was crazy. I remember I went to Friday Night Racing at Hollywood Park during Carmageddon. I got home in like 20 minutes. It usually takes me like an hour. It was fantastic. Right? It was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> it was fantastic. All right. Let's take a quick break. I Carmageddon every week. <laughs> and then we'll have Tim Cohen coming up right after this. The Owner's Box is proud to be partnered with Santa Anita for their 2023 Classic Meet. Santa Anita's Pick 5 pools have averaged over $1 million thus far during the Classic Meet. Don't miss out on racing every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, except this weekend, due to rain, with first post at 12 p.m. Pacific. Every Saturday and Sunday, we'll feature five races from Santa Anita Park and Gulfstream Park for the Coast to Coast Pick 5, with a $1 minimum and a player-friendly 15% takeout. Additionally, every weekend, host the $18,000 Santa Anita Pick'em Contest, an online contest mixing popular sports props, including horse racing and football, if it was football season, offered every Saturday and Sunday. $500 in prize money to the top winner each day. Finally, you can get involved in the $7,500 Showviver contest play in Sandy's free online game. Select one horse a day to compete for prize money across six different categories. Play free at sananita.com forward slash contests. All right, welcome back to the Owner's Box. Very special guest, as we mentioned, is Tim Cohen, from Rancho Temescal, do we also say Red Baron, and now a brand new partnership, Tim? What is going on? Oh, <laughs> uh, just changes, you know. Um, uh, I've been r- racing forever with my dad, and as you know, he passed away recently. And we are sorry. We always talked about. We are the- sorry. No, thank you. Yeah, no, he he had a great run. Um, you know, and, and we always talked about the future of, of horse racing and. Clearly, partnerships are are the future. Um, very popular in Europe, and uh, and you've certainly made it popular here in the United States and California. So, uh, you know, we want to keep on going, keep doing what we're doing, and uh, I think that's probably the logical way to do it. You've had immense success over the past. I don't know. We'll call it three years, four years. I mean, top of the owner standings at virtually every meet in Southern California. Um, what uh, obviously. Lost your dad. We we are sorry. We talked about it earlier on the show. Um, but the the impetus for the partnership. What what is the besides the fact that they're just popular? There's other. There has to be other reasons, Tim, for for getting into this. Well, I, I think it's it's um, you know we we have been successful, and and that makes you want to continue. Um, and you also want to share that with, with people. And, and so that really was the impetus is, so how do we keep going? Uh, how do we keep the team that we have um, in place that really has taken us almost 20 years to develop, uh, keep going, enjoy it and share it with others. And that's the, I think the logical way to do it. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Can you describe just how is this a, a, a public partnership? Can you, are you allowed to talk about how it works is this for profit? Um, I just have a lot of questions. You and I, we go way back. You've always been incredibly honest with me. Um, you're one of the people I go to actually for advice a lot. And I'm just, I'm curious because honestly, I know nothing about it. This is not a setup, folks. Uh, this just happened and I'm asking the questions that everybody wants to know. 
Yeah, you know, I, I liken it to um, uh, my background in hotels, and, and I kind of liken this one to uh, more of like a boutique hotel. Um, I don't want to have massive amounts of people to deal with. Um, I have other businesses that keep me busy, and um, but so we're doing it in a different way. Um, I think one that makes sense for for me and for for the, for other people is it's basically you're an owner of a company. So the, we're going to form the LLC. Way? Yeah, he's getting to it. He's getting to it. He's, <laughs> he's talking in circles, but he's getting to it. Go ahead, Terry. Yeah, I'll get right to it. So, so basically, there's 30 shares of okay. an LLC. Okay. Uh, each share is $100,000. Oh, wow. The intent, the intent is to raise $3 million. Okay. And um, that should acquire, uh, let's say, about eight racehorses and okay. cover operating expenses uh, for the term of those assets, which would be – about three, three and a half years. Okay. And um, if we're successful in the interim, a distribution to the partners. And if we're um, kind of anticipated, as we all know, racing's tough, at the end of the conclusion of the LLC, there'll be a distribution equal to each partner. So the partnership will be buying the horses. Um, it isn't an individual horse buy. Okay. Uh, basically, we're all going to kind of float together and sync together. Yeah, that, but it's it's a right. big ask in the beginning. So, it's a little different. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Michelle. Then I think the normal models. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Michelle. So when you um what 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 level then are my thing on mute? No. Okay. So what what uh, price point then are you trying to purchase each of the horses? Because you said that the initial buy-in does include operating costs. Yeah. So so you know. The market that we've that our forte is, I think our strength is in the European market, um, and I think, well, I know it's it's migrating more towards the private purchase side of it. Um, sure. The Saudis and the Qataris okay. have really stepped up at Tattersalls and, and it's made that sale a little bit more difficult than it used to be. And so we, we're going to stick with what we do. And 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 to be quite honest, we, a lot of the horses that we purchased um, privately. Um, you know, we're in the hundred to hundred and fifty thousand range, and right. a lot of the times mm-hmm. they're not they're not in the open market. Um, we'll, you know, Joe Miller does a great job in Kentucky for us. Uh, we have people on the ground in Ireland, people on the ground in the UK and France, and we'll go after horses. Uh, we don't wait for the traditional agent to start flipping the horse around and and do those kind of things. We actually proactively. Um, work with trainers that we've purchased before from and agents that we've used before as well. And we're more proactive in buying a horse before it gets to the market. And, and I think that's where the value is. That makes a lot of sense. I, there's nothing I I dislike more than when I, I hear about a horse and then six other people tell me that they've been pitched the same horse. That's just like, exactly. It just never works out. I just run from those instances. But I asked a question, Tim, and I, I, this is a tough one. Is this, is this per, are you making money on this? Is, is this a Rancho Temescal? Is there margins? Because people, listen, it's, it's one thing I deal with constantly at Little Red Feather. People are always asking about our margins, our markups and how we run our business. So I got to ask you the same question. Yeah, there's a slight markup, um, and and that's on the acquisition side. Okay. And that's a, a 15% uh, markup on what we buy the horse from. And then after that, we're all we're all floating in the same sea. Okay. Um, our money is in. Um, you know, I, I I do a lot of different things, and so uh, I'm fortunate that this isn't necessarily a, um, a an income generator for me. Sure. Uh, we will make money um, to cover our expenses and our time. 
Yep. But um, it isn't the the. I'm not going to eat or miss a meal because of it. I got you. That that makes a lot of sense. That include bloodstock fees. Is Joe Miller part of this team in this fifteen percent? Well, any agent will be the normal customary five percent. Okay. Um, but yes, yes. So the the fifteen percent covers all the management of it. Right. Um, oh. And so it's a little different. And 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 I think one of the reasons why it's different is because it's an upfront fee. And I and I understand the model. Um, is different than than most of the. Um, but that's not that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad or wrong. I no, mean, the it's, it's model. going to be different. It's just going to be different. Right. I mean, look, I'm not going to. I'm not. I, I think you guys do a wonderful. And I'm not going to float your boat, but I think you guys do a wonderful job. I am never going to be. Uh, I don't have the charisma of you, Billy. But um, <laughs> I, you know, or, or the hair, want, or and, the hair. Ignore no, but you might meet me one day, so be careful. <laughs> um, but I don't. I, I really don't. I, I couldn't handle talking to 200 people. I just it just would blow my mind. And so I, I want a small boutique group, and hopefully of like minded and like interests. And I know it's a significant number to buy in, but I'm not. I'm not having to chase you know a bill here, a bill there. Sure. And most importantly is we have when when a horse is ready to be bought, you have to seize the moment. You cannot look for money. Um, yep. look, we, we buy horses maybe within minutes after they might finish a race. Yep. If you're not funded, um, you're out. That's a great point. Michelle, I know you have a question from Saudi. Yeah, so when you're looking at these horses from Saudi, so when you're <laughs> looking at these horses and you have the money and you're like, you said, sometimes it has to be an instant decision. Is this just like the plan? Look, I don't have to ask anybody, Hey, do you want this horse? We don't have to call like all of your partners. This is just a you know, you guys trust us and we'll let you know when we buy something. Well, it's the same model I've been operating on for the last, you know, 10 years. Yep. Um, we, we, you just have to trust the people you work with, trust your instincts. Um, and, and you have to make a decision and, you know, luckily, you know, you, Bill, you ask, why am I doing it? Well, I'm doing it because it's, it's successful and fun. Yeah. If I, if I wasn't, if it wasn't, I wouldn't be doing it. You like to have fun. Um, your, your wife likes to have fun as well. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're not having oh, fun, we got to move favorite. on. She's amazing. She's just, uh, yeah. We all love Tim's wife. But Tim, let's. Uh, are these horses all for Southern California? Um, you know, right now it really depends on where the money comes from. Um, and right now we're um, a little bit more California centric. Uh, we have some some people on the East Coast that are uh, we're talking with right now. Okay. And I, and I think the 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 horses will follow the money per se. And, and right now, oddly, all the California people we have are just fine running on the East coast. Sure. So it's kind of, it's kind of odd. I, I would have expected uh, uh, more people to say no, only California, but nobody has said that yet. Um, That's interesting. Troubling, but um, interesting. interesting. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Troubling for Southern California. Michelle, go ahead. Uh, Tim, tell me a little bit about the partners that you hope to acquire or that you have acquired. Are they people that you've already known? Are you opening this up to like anybody that wants in? Is there going to be like a vetting process? Uh, definitely a vetting process because um, again, um, we we want people that and see, like... <laughs> you have to like tequila. You have to not so much champagne, but you have oh, to like wow. tequila. Is... Um, <laughs> no, I, look, we, we just want a good group of people, and, and I, I don't I don't need screamers. I don't want screamers in the sense of people you know being irate. I want them screaming when the horse is running down the lane. But sure. we just want a good solid group of and people that kind of have common goals. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's so, it's interesting. Are you is this being publicized? How it, look? One of the things that we've talked about on the show numerous times because we've had other partnership groups, obviously. And Tim, you know my background is it's tough to find investors. How are you guys going about this? Other than coming on this show? Yeah. Um, well, you're you're one of them. Um, we've been fortunate. Uh, a couple articles have been written. Um, Joe Miller has a wide network of of people, and um, I've had a lot of people, you know, over the years say, Hey, let's, let's buy a horse together. Let's do this. And, you know, my dad wanted to keep things less complicated. And, and so that wasn't possible. So sure. I'm going back to a lot of those people that said, Hey, I'd like to do this um, with you and, and see, um, we certainly have room for people. Um, and, but, but it, just because you have the money doesn't mean that, that, that it would work. And we want to make sure that our goals match their goals and their goals match what we're doing. Does so Tim, a little bit of yeah, dating. Tim Cohen joining us, uh, on the owner's box, Tim, is this all under the Rancho Temescal Red Baron banner, or is this called? Some, is this branded something new? How how do we differentiate from the horses you currently have? We just saw Quattro L, who is a European, by the way, win uh, win the Megahertz a couple weeks ago. I think she's going to run another stake coming up soon. You have so many good Europeans. What's the? How, are you still going to be buying for your own, or is this now the focus? No, this this will be because I, I think it would be a conflict if I bought a horse and didn't put it in this partnership. Yeah, so that was my point. Um, so yeah, no. So the Red Baron component was my dad. Um, okay. And so that he he will never be purchasing any more horses. Um, okay. He'd so like Red, to. Red Baron. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> you never know with like your to, dad. But, uh, he he you might never be know the from reach, up there. Yes, you never but, know. Uh, so so um, those horses that you see as Red Baron's barn and Ranch Temescale, or even those that are Red Baron's barn only, um, they'll race through their traditional type of um, program but um there will be no no new acquisitions under under red baron's bar okay so this this new partnership though is now rancho temescal yeah so it's called rancho temescal thoroughbred partners okay and um and so that will be the entity moving forward and and i would never conflict myself with buying a horse privately and then not having it in in that group makes a lot of sense um trainer no but you do do a lot a little bit of Go ahead, Michelle. Sorry, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. You do, Tim, do... Okay, so uh, even though you wouldn't buy, like, a Euro import, would you still buy, say, a Calbred from the sale or might breed one that would still be your own, or are you kind of veering away completely from having anything on your own? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm really cautious of being conflicted and, and overly cautious. Yeah. So I, I would, I would be um, hesitant to do it. I think if I bred my own horse, certainly that wouldn't be a conflict. Um, our program is basically to run and purchase European horses. Um, but I, I still think mm-hmm. I would, I would caution that I probably wouldn't accept I wouldn't do anything really outside of this entity. Train, I think it would be a problem. Trainer-wise, we've okay. seen you with uh, Jeff Mullins, Mark Glatt, a couple Everybody. others in, mm-hmm. in Southern California. You have a lot Powell. of different trainers. Leo Powell. Is there right. are the tra- are these the same trainers involved? I know you've talked about now earlier in this discussion, you talked about going east. Can you throw out some trainers that you're thinking about back there? Well, I, again, I think that's where the partnership um, and the members um, come in if – you know, if all of a sudden Phil had five clients that came in, then I imagine Phil would probably be getting a horse or two. Um, sure. If Mr. Glad had a few, you know, and then um, same thing in regard to the partners on the East Coast, um, you know, that come on, they may have relationships with trainers that that we agree with, and and so it it really is, you know, meant to be good and fun and inclusive. And if someone has a strong opinion and 
you know, it really doesn't conflict with our goals, then, then I think that's, that's logical to use. It sounds, so kind of, yeah, kind, it, of, kind of follow the money. It sounds to me, um, that, you know, you, you are going to really take heed of the people who you get in and listen. But, um, one of the things that Gary, my business partner always says, and, and Tim, you like this, is that there always has to be a dad in the relationship. Somebody who is, you know, that managing partner has ultimate control. Is that the same case here? Are you the dad? Are you the managing partner? Without a doubt, and I'm a one hand in the cookie jar guy, and I know which one to slap. And so that, <laughs> that hand is mine. <laughs> so yeah, at the end of the day, yes, um, I, it will be my hand to slap, um, and happy to take input. But at the end of the day, one person does have to make a decision, and that that would be me. Um, we have some. There's some. Are ex- you guys going to change your silks? Sorry, we're, we're going to actually kind of kind of blend them. I'm going to blend uh, my dad's silks with the Rancho um, logo, and so it'll be a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of oh, that's a continuity nice, there. That's a nice tribute. Yeah. I think you should have kept the Red Baron. Well, the, I'd say about – you'd probably recognize the Red Baron part more than you will the Rancho Temescal part. <laughs> okay, that's, that's, <laughs> that's totally fair. You have some exciting horses. There's that colt that won uh, down the hill. I'm imagining he's going to come back in the baffle in a couple of weeks. I can't for the life of me remember his name right now. Um, what's his name that, with, uh, with Mark Lapp? Oh, the I, one from the allowance race. Yes. Uh, well, first piece. Um, no, not first Dr. piece. Orr. Not first piece. Um, the one with the yeah, funny uh, name. You don't even know your own horses. Uh, well, they all have funny names. The wild grazer. No, a, uh, bull, um, a colt. Oh, man. Now I'm pissed at myself. A three-year-old colt. Yes, a three-year-old colt. He's going to run. really wanted to go for Rexford. Yes. We were third with Rexford. And he's got a funny name. And he now, wanted now you got me thinking. Oh, he's a big, beautiful uh, chestnut, I think, or I, oh, he's a, I don't know, whatever. Um, uh, is there any? Are there he's any? Got four legs. Yeah. Are there any other kind of exciting horses other than what we've got going? And we mentioned Quattro L. We know there's so Wild Grazer. Uh, she ran awesome the other day. This colt that I for the can't remember his name for the life of me, and I'm dying right now. Um, who else can we look forward to with the uh, with the current crop? Well, I think uh, we, we um, Ultimate Gamble, which is a, the, the real nice uh, two-year-old we bought at OBS last year. Um, he made one start at Del Mar. I think he'll be running the first weekend of March. Oh. Uh, nice three-year-old. Um, is he, um, is he dirt, dirt or turf? Dirt. 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 Oh, I got his name. Mi hermano mm-hmm. Ramon. Oh, yes, yes, oh, yes, yes, my brother. Mi hermano yeah, Ramon. No, he's, he's doing great. I like that horse. Yeah, like he'll be going. So, wait, go what, who is this yeah, ultimate? A, ulti- what, what's the name of the other one? Ultimate Gamble. Ultimate Gamble. Ultimate Gamble. Great. Okay. Yeah. One to look out for. Yeah. For sure you know him. Yeah. Why do I know him? Yeah, he's a, he, he's a beast. Has he run? Because he's run out here. He, he, yeah. I don't know. He only ultimate ran once at Del Mar and uh, kind of kind – of, uh, Ran out of his shoes a little bit. He's kind of groomed his body quite a bit. Okay. Um, but uh, he, he's going to be exciting, a uh, three-year-old, and then uh, um, we should have some fun with him later in the year. I love it. I love it. Tim, listen, Michelle has to go do her Saudi stuff. We just wanted to get you on. We wanted to promote you. Obviously, Michelle and I are big fans of yours, and we wish you all the best. Um, before we go, our, our, our people on our show, our guests – um, we always ask for a little piece of advice for new owners out there. So other than join your partnership, um, what would <laughs> what would you be the best piece of advice that you would give someone about who's getting into the horse ownership business? Definitely. I, I think uh, start start slow. 
um, don't go too in too quickly and just absorb and, and, and learn and, um, pace yourself. And, and probably, probably most importantly, um, just kind of consider it lost money. It's, it's not the money thing per se, um, spend what you can afford to lose and then just, and just try and enjoy the, uh, the process. Sounds great, my friend. Obviously, we wish you the best. And uh, Michelle, get some rest, please. Uh, we know you have a big weekend in Saudi. Uh, Timmy, what do you mean, get some rest? I've got to be going to work. You've been asleep She's for like four going. hours. We need you to get. We need. I need I, you I, fresh. Yeah, I have to. I literally have to go to the track and do breakfast with the stars in twenty minutes. Are you excited? Uh, Tim would like to do that with you you know the, i'm like the yeah. breakfast with the there's stars. no champ no champagne though there's no, <laughs> there's no bubbles there's oh, no bubbles what are you gonna do no bubbles all right timmy thanks good fine. luck and and like thank you that. and we we hope it works out we know it will hey appreciate you having me. all right that's tim cohen here on the owner's box michelle i know you have to go um you want to just obviously san anita's canceled this weekend so we have nothing to talk about for them uh anything else you want to bring are, up real quick I, I do actually have something Yes, I do. And I should have probably had Tim do it because he's on the TOC. But the TOC in Santa Anita are hosting an owner appreciation reception on Sunday, March 5th. Okay. Um, so the RSVP deadline is actually February 28th. So in like five days or so. The key facts are that it is hosted by the TOC in Santa Anita. It runs 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's going to be on the Chandelier Room balcony. It is complimentary lunch and beverages for that time frame. You can, of course, stay in the area all day with like food and beverage purchase after 2 o'clock. Um, licensed owners can come. You can bring a guest. And I've been to these before. They're actually pretty fun. Like, you know how Little Red Feather does some yeah. meetups? Yeah. This is, you know, just some owners all come in and they're trying to show, you know, their appreciation. I know the Golden Gate Day is pretty popular. I like it. And it's nice because. It's nice because you're going to be in the chandelier room at Santa Anita, which is one of the most beautiful spots on the track. It really is beautiful. Almost as beautiful as you, Michelle. You're so sweet. I'm just happy you brushed your teeth before the interview. Oh, absolutely. Um, let me just... I am uh, like, a, as soon as I get out of bed, brush my teeth. <laughs> it's good to know. Special thanks to Tim Cohen and all of our sponsors, and special thanks to all the listeners who make this show possible. We really appreciate it. We're going to have some fun stuff coming up. We got OBS joining us. We got the big sales, uh, all the two-year-old sales coming up. And, Michelle, have a great time in Saudi Arabia. Thank you so much. All right, enjoy. Bye, everybody. Bye.